So you said that's crap. Can I say that's crap? Can we use words like crap? <laughs> this is the interview podcast from the Wine Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg, sitting in studio with Fred Deutsch, uh, the doctor uh, and representative for South Dakota in the South Dakota House of Representatives. Um, this is your second time in the studio. It is. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, Good to be back. Coming back. Absolutely. Uh, I kind of want, well, oh, two reasons I wanted you to come on. Uh, I had a good time last time. Yeah, me too. Um, and you're, well, everyone's up for election again. Yeah. This year. So you're running. So I guess this is three reasons. And uh, you've kind of sparked a little bit of interest in our state <laughs> with some legislation. So we were talking right before we started. Uh, recording here <clears throat> about is it ten fifty seven? Yeah. Um, which would have per uh, well, explain to me what that bill would have done. Well, so it would have criminalized the uh, medicalization of gender confused children under the age of sixteen. So doctors that wanted to cut out body parts or give them uh, hormones from the opposite sex or um, put off puberty, uh, they couldn't do that until the kids turned 16. The kids would have had to wait uh, until age 16 for a doctor to legally be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And is this something that just popped up, or is this something you've been working on, this idea of a bill like this? Well, it came about um, probably last April, April 2019, when I started to explore the world of Twitter. Mm. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> it is. And lo and behold, I came across tons and tons of young people that were grieving these procedures that were done on them that they didn't understand were permanent. They didn't understand that there were side effects. They couldn't go back. Mm. And uh, so I then explored if that was happening here in South Dakota. Were there any doctors that do this horrible procedure in South Dakota? And I found there were. That's what started the process. So what was your, I mean, was the goal to stop the practice or was the goal to educate and bring light to the situation? The goal uh, was to protect vulnerable children by stopping the practice. Um, this is mutilation of children. It's child abuse. It's clearly child abuse. There's no question in my mind. Um, and so I just felt strongly in my gut as a father that this cannot happen in my state on my watch while I'm an elected legislator. So I made up my mind to try to do something about it, fully knowing the uphill battle mm-hmm. I would face. So in South Dakota and most of the country, I believe, you aren't allowed to get a tattoo if you're under, is it 16 or 18? I'm not sure, without a parent's consent. And maybe even if you're younger than that, you can't even go down that road ever, even with parents' consent. And I don't know the, I, that side of it. I think you have to be 18 in South Dakota to get a tattoo. In South Dakota, you cannot lay in a 
tanning bed under a certain age. Yeah, that's right. Can't drink. Can't you can't drink smoke. alcohol. Can't smoke. Yeah. Well, you can't purchase it. You can smoke yeah. it. But. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. <clears throat> shouldn't, but yeah. yeah. Can't play a video lottery. Can't go into a, a gambling establishment so, in Deadwood. There's all kinds yeah. of things. So, the, I mean, the, the argument, I believe, for the, I'm thinking of permanency here, mm-hmm. the, the tattoo world, is that's, some, that's a decision you should make full, knowing full well what you're getting into. Yeah. And it's, it's a, I mean, it's invasive to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Right. Right. That's right. So, so, but by the logic of, and I, I'm just, cause I, I listened to, was the South Dakota public broadcasting. Mm. They had a round table week or two ago regarding the bill. It was right yeah. after it had gotten, uh, well, it didn't get tabled. It got moved to the 41st day. Correct. Right. Which it means it's killed. junk. It's killed, which I think is just, I don't tend to use foul language, but it's um, kind of a chicken move. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it came out of the house with a full head of steam. Mm -hmm. We passed it out of committee, then it went to the House floor. It passed 46 to 23. 46 to 23. Two-thirds of the House said, I, Mm -hmm. more than I thought, Mm -hmm. went to the Senate with great inertia. So is this on the floor of the Senate, or is it then in committee? Then it goes to committee. Okay. Goes, and it went to the health committee. What happened in there? We got mutilated. By whom? By the Republicans and the one Democrat. There's uh, seven seven committee members. Mm-hmm. Six of them are Republicans. One's a Democrat. Uh, we had two Republicans vote to support the bill. Four, Demo- four Republicans voted to kill it. And, of course, the uh, Democrat voted to kill it. In the, the committee, what were the hearings? I assume you were there at oh, some absolutely. level, right? absolutely. Absolutely. I, I presented. Did, did you testify to them? I introduced okay. the bill. That's so correct. what were the objections? Well, uh, the objections came from the Chamber of Commerce that um, this is going to hurt the image of South Dakota, that it's going to uh, cost businesses money. That was, that was a... Tourism. Tourism, absolutely. Maybe a basketball tournament or two. God forbid. Uh, we're going to mutilate our children, but we're going to get a basketball tournament. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there were uh, conflicting uh, medical testimonies. So we had three South Dakota physicians, mm-hmm. and I had uh, physicians that um, were testifying we flew them in from all over the united states top top of the line experts in endocrinology um, family medicine psychiatry uh, and others Um, they had physicians that performed the procedures here in south dakota that are employed by sanford and of course sanford's lobby stood up and said we only do 20 of these a year give or take it's not like it's a big part of what we do. Just 20. So if you look at it as child abuse, they only abuse 20 children a year. It, I mean, yeah. you could take yeah. it down that yeah. road. Absolutely. That's right. And, and, you know, my thought is, hey, if there's one, that's one too many. That's what we have to stop, even just one. Well, um, 
there there was also testimony that um, you know the procedures um, are necessary to protect children. Well, the bill was designed to protect children. It's it's the bill is designed to give children a, a time out. Just wait until you turn sixteen. That's all. But the opposition testified that, um, like you would need to do for a tattoo. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Like you'd need to do for a tattoo. The opposition testified no. The mental health of these children are so fragile that if you don't give them these drugs or do these procedures on them, the chances of them committing suicide go through the roof. Is that borne out in stats? Like, is there evidence that points to that? That's a great question, and the answer is no. Um, they claim there is, don't they? Oh, absolutely. They look at pseudoscience. Um, we look at real science, and the real science says there is no evidence. Hmm. Now, that's not saying one way or the other. It's saying there is no evidence. Uh, the <clears throat> ACLU in South Dakota, they, on their uh, page, uh, talking about this legislation, they say the bill would codify an extremely restrictive definition of sex as biological state of fe- being female or male based on sex organs, chromosomes, and endogenous hormone profiles. So the, their first complaint was it's going to define what sex is in the law. The biologic nature of sex. That's right. And I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I took that definition mm-hmm. directly from the National Institutes of Health definition, which is the leading governmental federal agency mm-hmm. um, pertaining to health in the United States. That's their definition. And I thought, well, what not, how is that, how can I not improve upon that? I can't. Let's use that definition in our bill. So we did. And of course, like you said, they didn't like that. Well, it, it seems just based on my reading of the news over the last year, two years, like boldly, the, the definitions of biology are being eroded at some level or, or manipulated, shall we say. And, and so it almost seems like in, in reading this article, it feels like that's their primary objective is mm-hmm. we don't want something that's going to help define in law some, you know, kind of create a more of a black and white scenario. Sure. So we were very purposeful when we wrote the bill. The bill is entirely about sex. It is not about gender. There is no mention of the word gender. And so maybe we should differentiate so your listeners know. Sex pertains to biology. It's in our cells. Every chromosome within our the nucleus of our cells reflects our maleness or femaleness. Gender is something that is emotional. It's in the mind. There is no test for gender. You can't take a blood test for it. You can't do a brain scan for it. There's no way to differentiate the gen. In fact, a person can say, I'm a female one day and a male the next. 
there is no differentiation. So we wanted to be very specific in our bill. This is about sex. And if a biologic male thinks that he is a female, then then we got some problems if a doctor wants to medicalize them. So so your intent is to to not allow physical alteration to a minor. That's correct. Based on the minor's mental perception. That's exactly correct. So if a boy wants to dress like a girl, go for it. We don't care. If a boy wants to play with girl toys, go for it. Moms and dads need to love their children no matter what. Do it. Be a good parent. Be a great parent. Children struggle with umpteen different things, but we also know children change their minds about what they want to have for lunch for crying out loud, let alone their biology, their human bodies. So um, this bill said no way can you medicalize a child's body until at least age 16. I mean, give me a break. The child's brains don't start, you know, maturing, depending on what research you look at, till age 25 or 23, the frontal lobes where we make those decisions. So, you know, age 16 was um, a compromise age. It's where we, we ended up at. So passed in the House, got yeah. stalled in committee, and from the Senate committee, that's where it got Killed. moved. Yep. They, I love their political language. Moved to the 41st day. Who came yeah. up with that? <laughs> Someone who didn't want to actually be a, held accountable for a decision. Yeah, I That's what that is. Yeah, sure. And that just, I mean, that to me as a, as a citizen, that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Make it a, say yes or no. Don't say we're gonna put it off and put it at the bottom of our stack. That's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it's yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, had you had any conversation? Did anyone else in the administration have any say in this? Oh boy, well that's a good question. So I started on this bill almost a year ago probably April 2019, and one of the first people I tried to get hold of was the governor. Mm -hmm. No response. Called and called. Stopped in the office. No response. Wrote her. Texted her. No response. Um, So um, I I thought it was important to try to get her on board, obviously, but that didn't happen. And um, the, the most direct answer I can give you is the governor came out a few months ago publicly that said she has concerns about the bill. That was the first I had heard publicly. Oh, so there was no communication with you talking through these concerns or Never. laying them out. So Never. do you know what those concerns are or were? Well... Were they ever uh, articulated anywhere? Never directly to me, but I understand that publicly she commented that she has concerns about um, the business impact the, the the impact of the bill upon our business communities. Um, and also, I think she articulated that uh, she looks at this as a parental rights issue, that parents should have the right, 
apparently, to take their children to a doctor to have these permanent procedures done. Quote from her from January 24th, 2020, this from the Argus Leader article. Um, When you take public policy and try to fill parenting gaps with more government, you have to be very careful about the precedent you're setting. That's really the viewpoint I'm looking at it through, Mm. end quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that a couple of months, not a couple of months, a couple of years ago, the legislature passed a uh, female genital mutilation bill. Linda Santo was the senator that introduced it, and it passed uh, through the House unanimously, and it passed through the Senate, no, it passed through the Senate unanimously, I'm sorry, and the House passed it all by except six votes. So almost 100%. Um, and in that bill, the parents had no rights. If, if a parent wants to mutilate the genitals of their female child for religious purposes, um, the parent would be uh, at risk of uh, committing a felony. The, the bill defines the parental role uh, or parental right as um, non-existent. The, the parent doesn't have the ability to take the kid to the doctor and say, do this mm-hmm. without committing a crime. Now, she wasn't the governor then. She was a congresswoman. She understood. She knew, of course, what we we're doing. She follows our bills. Um, but, you know, that's a different story, apparently. I don't know. So did uh, did her office have anything to do with this bill not passing? Uh, behind the scenes, absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. But, but they, you had no communication with her? Or no. her office, even? Well, or did they get her, back to her? You? Her lawyer ended up telling me prior to session starting that 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 the governor wants doesn't want me to drop the bill. Um, that was the first and uh, and only time that I had any communication. And that was from the legal. That was yes, that's right. Was that a strong arm tactic? Um, well, I mean, there was no threat against me. It was just the governor doesn't want the bill dropped. The do- governor doesn't want to have the responsibility of having to make a public decision. So once the bill got through the House, the governor's office knew that it had legs, that it was going somewhere. And uh, other people came up to me and said, the governor's team is working behind the scenes to kill this bill. They don't want it on, on their desk. The governor does not want to have to make a public decision, yes or no. So um, that's what happened. Where do you go from here with that? Um, well, we kind of stew on it and uh, let it mellow for a while. It's, it's really too early to do anything with it right now. Um, you know, uh, we just give it time and we see, you know, there's going to be a new legislature next year. Um, we try to communicate with the governor, you know, if the governor's going to veto a bill like this, we have to have really substantial support. Um, and whenever there's a veto, you lose votes. You have to have two thirds. Well, we had two thirds in the House. We need more than two thirds mm-hmm. in the House, and of course, we need to get two thirds in the Senate. Um, so, um, I have no plans right now. Was it worth the fight? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, here's, is it worth the fight? It is worth the fight. Now, the downside is I made people mad, and I don't want to make people mad. This is to protect our children. The downside is I got death threats. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, on Twitter. Yeah, here's Fred Deutsch's uh, address. He's your legislator. It's okay if you go out and kill him. Are you serious? That was on Twitter, yeah. So, you know, law enforcement was notified, and I had had the county sheriff doing patrols by my house and everything. So that was the terrible part of this bill. Mm -hmm. But the, the upside is we got a conversation going. We alerted South Dakotans that this is a problem in our state. And we alerted other states. I got calls from legislators in other states. Send me your bill. I want to drop the bill. I want to do something like this. So about a dozen other states are contemplating doing this. It just passed Alabama Senate um, yesterday or the day before. And uh, I, apparently it has good good head of steam to, to go through their, their house. So that's the great part of it. Hmm. Is that a decision? Like, should there be a blanket rule that says anything to do with children's health care that would change or that would alter their bodies at all, no matter what reason, should be, like, is that too far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know what? I think on issues with children, you need to be specific. Um uh, you know, who, who knows? Kids, kids have all kinds of illnesses, and there are many things that, that physicians need to do for kids to, to um, treat them, to help them. So that, that's too- Against parents' wishes? Against parents' wishes? You know, because you could almost take it the other way. So, I mean, the idea is a parent thinks that their kid is going to be, you know, wants to be the other gender. And so the parent then takes the six-year-old or whatever and to the doctor and talks them through it, and then they decide to start doing a process of treatment at six or seven or eight, ten, whatever. Um, should then the parent, if, if this is the standard we want, you know, that, that clearly is being set, is that that should be able to happen, be absent this bill, does that then allow a parent to opt out of treatment if they think it's better? For regardless of the reason. And, and and part of what I'm thinking of is the other bill that got shut down, which was to remove the mandate for vaccinations in schools. You know, a parent could object and hold and have parental rights mm-hmm. to make a decision for their children under age. That one didn't work, didn't pass, because that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But this other one that would have... Sure. So I mean, it, it seems like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. But they want it both ways. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. I I think um, the reality is you need to be specific to the situation, and I, I don't think you can draw broad across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, requirements or mandates. Um, I mean, I um, I'm a strong believer in parental rights. But the state also has a responsibility to protect children when parents don't. And not all parents are great parents. I mean, we know that. And it breaks my heart. Um, 
but um, there is a role for the state in protecting children, and that's where this bill comes in. Um, you know, the same thing with the female genital mutilation. No, you cannot take your child to a doctor to have the genitals cut up and mutilated. And if you do, you're going to go to jail. It's a class four felony. That means 10 years in jail, mom. So in the original bill you submitted there, it, it was, it, was it a class four? Mm-hmm. Was it a felony? It was. And then that got cut down to, to a, a misdemeanor. basically a slap on the wrist. Well, it, at the uh, end of the day, right? Well, at the end of the day, you know, we we worked through a number of different penalties to try to make this politically tenable, to get it out of committee and to pass it. So initially I started with class four felony because I borrowed that from the female mm-hmm. genital mutilation bill. I look at them as very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the crime should be similar. The well, penalty should be similar. Should they be looked at as similar? No, I'm looking at it from the other side. Okay. Um, the logic behind allowing medical procedures to alter the gender of a child, the sex of a child, that is because that's what the child wants. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like um, Female sexual mutilation, mm-hmm. that is what the parents want. Sure, I'm following The child yeah. doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. So is that a differentiation that is valid? Like, so they're not no. the same because of the the no. intent? No, no, they're the same because the child gets mutilated. Mm-hmm. Either way, but uh, if the child wants that and doesn't doesn't have the it, mental capacity to understand the repercussions for it, someone has to step in and make that decision. That's right. If if a, if a twelve year old goes to a tattoo shop and gets tattooed, who gets in trouble? I guess the tattoo guy. I, I would assume so, too, and I don't know. That's something yeah. I think should I, I be looked know. at. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's law against that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's the correct answer. But it it well. better be. <laughs> you would think it is. <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just talking off the top sure, of yeah. my head. But, yeah. um, but I haven't heard anyone in this conversation try to compare it to anything else that is is mandated to, you know, you're restricted from doing. Like, I haven't heard anyone bring up the tanning situation. Mm-hmm. Anyone bring up tattooing as, as, a, as a thing that we're okay to ban that, mm-hmm. but we're not okay to protect children in this other area. We're okay to protect them from ink in their skin, but we're not okay to protect them from... And is this strictly a, a business decision? I mean, it, is it valid to to not push something that could harm tourism? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Um, There was data brought up from North Carolina during testimony to push back against the chamber's assertion. And, uh, of course, in North Carolina, they had the issue with the bathroom bill, and uh, there was uh, many, many organizations that stepped forward and said, you know, we're not going to do business in North Carolina. Well, after that all got over and done with, and the smoke all cleared. They had no loss of any revenue. In fact, it continued to increase. North Carolina has a very vibrant economy. Uh, And, you know, in in South Dakota, there were some that stepped forward and said, well, who's to say whether we're going to lose or gain? Maybe we're going to have businesses come to us that they want to have their, they want to have similar 
uh, or they have similar values, and they want to attract people to their business that enjoy those same values. So I, I don't think that's that's valid. Um, you know, there was an argument from the uh, medical community um, that this interferes with the doctor-patient relationship. Um, and um, we we countered with, well, how can you have a doctor-patient relationship? It's really more like a doctor-victim relationship. I mean, mm. That's honestly what it is. And the victim is getting abused and mutilated. So there should be no professional relationship that that exists there there should be nothing to uh protect uh, because you don't you don't protect uh doctors that abuse children should any child be allowed to seek medical attention medical care on their own ever I don't know the answer to that. Um, and I don't even know, frankly, if, if they can in South Dakota. I, I think they need to have a parent or guardian. Um, yeah, because who's going to pay for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if it gets down to it. Yeah, well, that's right. So if a kid walks in and they have a sprained arm and they're they're just a minor, what happens? I I, I don't know the answer. Well, they, can, can, can they get can they get served serviced? Can they get repaired? I don't think so. Absent I, a parent being I there, I don't think so. Um, I I think in South Dakota the parent has to give permission. In fact, you know I'm a chiropractor professionally. I don't see anybody under the age of eighteen unless the parent comes in and signs the release. What happens if you do? I think I like. Are are there I, malpractice laws against that? Well, um, I think there's. I think it's a crime. I think I'd go to jail. <laughs> I I mean I, I don't think it's anything good, you know. So moms and dads, you know, go with your kids to the chiropractor. So one of the arguments I heard was that this is the law, basically, criminalizing medicine. It's criminalizing the abuse of children. This isn't medicine. This is well that they all said it was. Well, like the, yeah. the experts uh, that were on the roundtable for S- South Dakota Public Television, they all said it was medicine. This is not. Who thinks that this is medicine? That you give kids drugs, strong drugs that's not been researched, never been researched, that pumps cross-sex hormones in their bodies, that causes all kinds of side effects, shortens their lifespan. Brittle bones, heart disease, all kinds of things. We know that. This isn't medicine. This is dancing on the edge, way on the edge. It's experimental. You know, it's like, why don't you inject mice with these cross-sex hormones and see what happens to them before we start injecting children? Why not? That's how we experiment with every other type of drug. You think this hurts your chances of re-election, or does it help? I don't know. Um, I think um, voters appreciate my courage. Um, I I think ultimately voters want um, a legislator that stands up for what's right, and I do. Um, 
I think um, ultimately it's candidates saying what they believe and then following through with those beliefs if they get elected and then voters holding them accountable. And if the voters don't like how I vote, then I don't deserve to go back. And if they like how I vote, um, I'll ask them to send me back. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, I think I do a good job. I work hard. I'm the first legislator, state legislator, in the United States to bring a bill like this. And now there's states all over the place that are going, yes, we want to do this too. Um, it also brings the other side down on you. It sure does. And, and, and on the state, I mean, in reality, it brings mm-hmm. mocking mm-hmm. and ridicule mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. At, at, at best. Sure. Um, and, and maybe that's uh, part of the... Uh, so if your collateral damage to the bigger fight, is it worth it? If I'm, oh, yeah, this isn't about me. I don't, I mean, if I don't get real, is that what you mean? Well, sure, yeah, yeah. well, politically, that's yeah. what it's all about yeah. for yeah. everyone. Well, yeah, if I don't get reelected <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and my efforts help to protect children, absolutely it's worth it. I mean, I, I presume the reason that uh, a, a governor wouldn't want a bill that they don't want their name on is strictly political. It has to be. Absolutely. That's right. It's, it's, you know, when you're in the midst of politics, it's all about getting reelected. Mm-hmm. But if you don't care about getting reelected, you just care about doing what's right, what, what do you have to lose? And, and, Prestige. Uh, prominence yeah, yeah <laughs> at some yeah, level yeah 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 if that's what you're in it for well if that's what you're in it sure. for yeah that's right i mean you know when you get to be a governor i mean uh, you want to get reelected, or you know if you're buddies with the president maybe you want to be get appointed to his cabinet i mean you know who knows we have a very savvy governor uh she's excellent on a lot of levels don't get me wrong. And I respect her tremendously, particularly her political savvy. She knows she's been to Washington. She's learned from the, the game. best. She's learned the game. She's really good at it. And I'm a chiropractor from Watertown, you know? So um, that's how I identify. I'm a dad, a husband, a chiropractor. Uh, you know, that's who I am. Uh, I'm a lover of people. I want to take care of the people in my communities. And I don't care if I don't get reelected. I, I mean, I want to, but if I don't, life goes on. What I want to do, what I care about doing is taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought this bill, because I care about these children. Can you imagine children? I mean, when you're 16, you don't know snot, really. You can barely drive a car. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> All right. What were your thoughts on the vaccine removal bill from mandate, removing it as a mandate for school in South Dakota? Um, tough fight, tough issue. Um, on that, 
you know, you have to weigh public health um, versus parental rights. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I and said... And bodily autonomy. Body autonomy. Bo- bodily autonomy? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, I tend to look at, is there room for a compromise on that? Um, I support, on this issue, I support parental rights more so. But I recognize... Um, the importance of um, the medical community speaking out on this and the safety and health of our children. So I I would have liked to seen some room for compromise, uh, opening it up so parents had greater control um, over uh, the autonomy of their children, uh, that they could opt out of these vaccinations uh, with greater ease. Uh, I heard stories of parents going to physicians and being told, if you don't go through the schedule, I am not going to be your doctor. You Mm -hmm. have to go somewhere else. (laughs) And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Uh, That bothers me. You know, um, if, if a parent chooses to opt out to exercise their right for religious reasons or or other reasons, uh, that should be respected. There should be some accommodations made. Um, Physicians told me, well, we don't want one of those young people walking into our waiting room because then all the other children in the waiting room are going to be put at risk. So you make accommodations, um, in my humble opinion. But, But it falls back to leaning toward the parental right rather than government control. That's how I lean. Because, it, yeah. I mean, it, I'm just trying to compare these two. Mm-hmm. It feels like the that is not the approach that is acceptable in your other bill or in that's, your, that's your right. bill. That's right. I, I, I don't the, think... The, the state and the mm-hmm. medical world wants the parent to be able to bring their kid in and have this procedure done. They want that kind of input but they don't want parental input when it comes to a vaccine that, mm-hmm. you know, a parent may question. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just don't see how you can have that both ways and be honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's a good question. I just, I, there are different issues, uh, and I don't think you can make a philosophically broad uh, blanket statement uh, that... Parents have rights all the time, or parents don't have rights all the time. Uh, I think it just depends on the situation. So, what other, what else fun has happened in in legislation this year, <laughs> or oh, or has man. it been a, just a fight the whole session? Um. It's been a tough session. Yeah. The uh, the two chambers go at it probably more than I've seen. This is my fourth year, you know, so I haven't been there forever, of course. But the the Senate and the House don't uh, agree, and of course, um, why is that? Uh, well, there's different people in each chamber, and um, 
It, it, is it typical in South Dakota for representatives to move up into the Senate? Is, is that typical? So then senators tend to have, they're more senior and they're better at it than the representatives. Is that kind of the the mentality? No, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, you know, the, the Senate is made up of 35 members. The House is 70. So, so you have more power in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're equally fallible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all fallible yeah. and we all try to do our best. Um, I mean, uh, the, uh, Senate, um, chamber that committee that killed my bill screwed up royally. Um, so, um, you know, it is what it is. But chances uh, are they were just doing as told. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there, there's a, mm-hmm. it has to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No question in my mind. Now, if you put them in this room and ask them that, they'll okay. say something different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bring them in. Um, as a citizen, that makes me despise the process. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that's possible because our voice puts the representatives and senators in place to make decisions, not to be manipulated and controlled by others. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality is that on any given bill, a legislator will feel either strongly for it, strongly against it, or they don't give a rip. Um, or they, they can be leaning one way or the other. They can be on the fence leaning. Um, and some, some legislators honestly struggle with bills. Some bills you just do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and I do on some bills. Um, but, you know, on, on issues where you protect children, should be a no-brainer. And, and you may have seen the uh, Fox News. Tucker Carlson did a piece on South Dakota where he slammed the Republicans. Really? I didn't see that. Oh, it should be online. You should look at it. It was an eight-minute piece on, on, on my bill. Mm. And he said, this was the Republicans that did this. And he, he said how many were in each chamber. Yeah. You know, and he said, Democrats don't have a voice in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. The Republicans did this. And, um, you know, that's, that's what the um, Republican Senate has to own now because it came out of house with the full head of steam, like I said. Yeah. Was it party line out of the house? Uh, no. Uh, so there's a 11, 11 Democrats in the house, mm-hmm. uh, 23 uh, total voted against it. Okay, so, so, so it was bipartisan against. Yeah, right. Okay, that's which, right. Okay. It was it was all the Democrats, yeah. all mm-hmm. eleven Democrats, and twelve Republicans. And of course, you know there are some Republicans that are at heart pretty darn liberal, and mm-hmm. they they run as Republicans to get elected to win. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So why do you want to go back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I care about people, and I think I do a good job. And I provide leadership on moral issues, life issues, and uh, issues pertaining to children and education and health. People look to me for leadership. Um, and uh, I don't give in to the whims of politics. Um, I do what's right. 
I pray and pray and pray. Um, and I believe that um, I make a difference. What are your thoughts on this new panic we're having in the world? Oh, over uh, this corona coronavirus. Oh man! You know, did you hear that the sales of Corona beer have gone <laughs> off the shelf? <laughs> Wait a minute! Hold on. Is this just a brilliant marketing ploy? That's outrageous! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is it worth panicking over? Uh, I don't think it's worth panicking over. I think it's worth. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's real. It's out there. People are dying. But, uh, you know, if you look at... But the, abnormally is the question. Are they dying abnormally? Well, I, I think they're... Uh, legitimately, I think people... The, the CDC has reported that people have died from this virus. But it's it's like 100 times less than just the normal... Flu. Flu, yeah, right. So, I mean, I'm not panicking. I mean, you know, people are going out buying masks and they say... <laughs> Those viruses are so small, they go through the mask. You know, wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, you know, so I'm not going crazy. I'm just being cautious. Yeah. Texas, Austin, Texas, yesterday, I believe, canceled, made a decree to cancel South by Southwest, which is one of the largest music festivals in the country. I think it's, did it start next week? I don't know. It, it's almost, uh, and they shut it down because of the fears over this. Yeah. I, I can't comment on and, that. Uh, but, I, I, but that, I mean, at a governmental level, or, I mean, <laughs> is that the, is that a proper role of government? Did, like, like, would that fall into a public health scenario where you can then shut down uh, something that really, it, it's one of the things that keeps the economy in that state and in that city specifically, yeah. going. A friend did, of mine is a business owner down there. Uh, did uh, government and, shut it down? Oh or? yeah, the state, the, the, the state city, the city and the county. No mm -hmm. kidding. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's an it's an emergency. Governor. Um, wow. Uh, what's his name? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, sorry, Mayor Mayor Adler for Austin. Mm. A friend of mine lives down there, and I asked him the other day about it. He said, "Yeah, the local businesses are livid mm. because wow. that is a huge part of their bottom line annually." Oh boy. And so for the city to come in and essentially say, er, you're done. Yeah. We're not going to allow this. And then the county came in and said, we're not going to allow groups of people that get together for a certain thing, which happens to fall into South by Southwest falls into this category. And so in the county, we can't do it either. Mm. Is this, is this government overreach? Is this wise government? Is this, I mean, if we did that in Sioux Falls, if they shut down, I don't know, a big outdoor event in Sioux Falls. Is that, is that proper government? Well, so... In know, Fred's mind. So like I said earlier, you know, government has a role to play in protecting people. So I, I think you have to make an, an assessment of the real danger. Uh, and if the danger is sufficient, maybe, maybe so. And if it's not sufficient, probably not. You know, I, I think you have to make that judgment call, and I'm not in that position to make it. I haven't studied the data. I, I don't know, is it is it just being overly precautious? Because, I mean, I'm looking at the media reports, 
And you know, when you make decisions of that magnitude, you should do more than look at media reports. You should, you know, you need <laughs> yeah, to dig in totally, yeah. and and really study it and have a grasp of it. I haven't had that. Uh, I haven't. There's no reason for me to do that. Um, so my assumption is that they have, or at least they better have, if they're making those type of decisions that that affect the community in that way and the business community. You are currently collecting signatures to, to get on the ballot. Yes, sir. Um, again, because you intend to run again. Yep. And there you're, you're there essentially close, right? Yeah. That's I'm, what you need. Well, I just, yeah, I just kind of started. Okay. <clears throat> um, is, is your mission, is it the same going forward now? So you, you say the kind of the thought process of this idea of protecting children, um, and let's figure out how we can do that best. That began a year ago, roughly, for the current legislation. Are you thinking that this is still a, a central goal in your political life? Or is, is that work done? You, you opened the door, you started the conversation, and so now let's see how it plays out? My goal as a legislator, my, quote, realm, if you will, is to protect and educate children. Um, those born and unborn. That's my bailiwick. Um, on this particular issue, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it. It's too early. But I will always view my role as a legislator through the eyes of a father. That's who I am, a father and a husband. Um, so I'm going to be caring about issues important to the family. That's how I go forward. You still practice full-time? Um, yeah, sure do. How often are you in there? Well, right now you're probably not there much because of... Yeah, so I'm balancing them. Right now I'm balancing. But, um, yeah, so next week the session ends, and I'll be back every day. So it's 40 days, right? Yeah. So are you going to go there that 41st day and say, all right, let's get this 41st day bills going? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, Fred, I appreciate you coming in again. Yeah. Um, it's always good to, to get the, the voice directly. See, I want to hear what people who are actually involved in these things, what they think. Yeah. Because we can read all day long online. We can think about it all day long and bicker and fight and have our own thoughts about what other people are thinking. I wanted one of the main reasons I wanted you in right now was I want to know why and directly from you, yeah, you know what happy, your thoughts were. And yeah, so, happy to share. And to, to me, that's the most valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and lo and behold, the media, you know, slants everything, everything. I mean, I, I no, read. What are you talking I, about? Oh, come on! I read this crap, you know, put out by the Argus. Holy cow! I mean, you can wipe your rear with it sometimes. There's a talk show host in uh, Vancouver, Washington. Uh, he calls the local newspaper the Daily Dead Fish Wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to share, you know, yeah. uh, from uh, my mouth and my heart uh, what I feel. And, um, you know, I wish uh, there were more legislators that shared my passion because uh, I think that's what really moves mm -hmm legislation yeah you know were you ever contacted and i keep going back to this because i it's it i just spent some time digging into it uh 
did were you ever contacted to be a part of any discussion on the news or anything regarding your bill? On the news? Well, or PBS or whoever. Oh, oh yes. Uh, gosh. So, um, I don't know about the show you were talking about, um, but yes. Um, I think that I think she did say the host, and I don't remember her name, Lori. No, not Lori. Um, and she said that you had, I think your office had given a statement. Okay. But I, I, I was intrigued with the, everyone in the room. Oh, I was all on the other side of the argument. Oh. They, there was no one in the room. Wow, that had wow uh, that had any side. I'll have to see if I can find side. that online. Is that a uh, was that? It a, was South Dakota Public Television. Okay, um, and it was one of their. They do a roundtable thing. Wow. And they, they, I think they had six people total. Wow, um, and there were none of them that were on, on your side of this of wow. this discussion. Wow, and you know that's surprising because, like I said, in the house we came out forty six twenty three. There were a lot of supporters. Mm passionate supporters in the, in the house. Um, so that's surprising. Uh, I have given um, interviews all over the world really? on this. Yeah, internationally, uh, left coast, right coast, everywhere in between. Uh, and uh, some of the interviews I just had to say I, I don't have time for mm-hmm. um, or I gave statements for. Uh, yes, uh, you know this is not just a South Dakota thing. This isn't just well, an American. Well, clearly it's not now. Well, no, no, but it's it's all it's globally. Yeah. You know they're they're fighting in in England and Ireland and Australia and New Zealand. I, go on Twitter, you can see it's all over the world. It's difficult because I I mean I'm in the podcast world because I love the idea of having unfettered conversation. Yeah. Like where you can actually, there's no, no one out there that's sitting outside the glass allowing certain topics or not allowing certain topics. It just is, it can be a real free, free flowing conversation. That, that's my goal. Cause that's what I like to listen to. I don't want to hear sound bites. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear someone and have someone else tell me what they said. If you're going to report what someone said, let's hear them and let's hear the context. Yeah, let's absolutely. not take a, a one sentence mm-hmm. out. Let's not do that as this is the fact. Sure. And I want people to know exactly where you're at, and then they can decide if they, you're the guy they want. Oh, absolutely. And same, I mean, last cycle I had every politician that would come in, I had them come in. Yeah, cool. Because I want to know who people are. Yeah. And let everyone that listens know who they are and yeah. then make a decision. Because it's easy to hear just a little snippet. Yeah. Oh, that Fred, he's a horrible person. He hates whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, is that true? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's my goal, so I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, it's been said politics is the art of the possible, <laughs> and I like that. Uh, I also think politics is about relationships, and so I like being here and visiting um, because otherwise it's hard for people to get to know you. I'm going around door-to-door now knocking and saying, will you sign my petition? You know, not too many people say, come on in, let's have coffee and yeah. talk about what you believe, mm-hmm. even though I, I'd love to do that, Yeah, you know, but I don't want to intrude either. So um, <laughs> it's fun to come in and talk. Yeah. Well, anytime you're around, um, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Um, there are other, you know, as we get closer on down the road, we'd love to have you back and who knows? I don't know if you'd ever be up for it, but I'd totally do a, a debate in here. Oh, if we, if cool. we, if we had a, if we had a 
Head to head, that'd be a blast. Who, who would you have on the other side? It depends. Who's running? That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Or, or who used to be running? Who used to? That would be cool. Well, I don't know if I'd go there. but <laughs> <laughs> Because we could get him or her. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this is the interview podcast. Um, where can people find out about you? Uh, Facebook primarily? Is that your main... Uh, campaign yeah, yeah. information, your oh, legislator yeah. info. Yeah, yeah, or just you know, call me on my cell, or uh, yeah, look me up online. Uh, email me Fred Deutsch at sdlegislature dot gov d e u t s c h Fred dot Deutsch at sdlegislature dot gov. Excellent. And are you out and about much? Well, after next week, you probably could be. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, After you're I, done. I, I I get to return to being a full-time chiropractor, full-time dad, full-time husband, I should say granddad. But uh, yes, I'm I'm out and about. Absolutely. Call me if something's going on. Love to come. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. Fred Deutsch, up for election. Keep your eyes out. Do your own research and then go vote. Thanks a lot. This is Craig Weinberg in the interview podcast in the Y Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. YMilbank.com is the website. If you have any questions, YMilbank at gmail.com. Or if you want to come on the show, let us know. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Fred, for coming in. <laughs>